Yeah, there are children making seagull noises outside, just so you know. Oh, but that is what that is, huh? I was like, are those seagulls or are those children playing? And they were children intentionally making seagull noises. <laughs> cool. Kids. Huh? Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like you went to a potluck of only family. <laughs> hey, that's great. Oh boy, it's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs, with me, as ever, giving me a real face about the way I introduce the show, is Catherine Kogert. Live your truth, buddy. Live your truth. Each and every day. Each and every day. Oh boy, a bit mm. much. <laughs> Overwhelmed by this show starting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, that particular oh boy is the like, I might be nauseous oh boy. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh, ooh. Anywho, our hearts go out uh, to all of our nauseous listeners. You don't deserve right. this. Yeah, I, hey, I hope you don't have motion sickness. Mm. Um, well, uh, Because it's not going to serve you on this, our a whirlwind episode of Encyclopedia Brunch, where we talk about... Uh, tests cards. Tests machines. Can, can you, um, can you sell it? Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you the one, the only, the A equals 440 hertz calibration tool of your dreams. That's right. The test card. The thing making your television look like the way you want your television to look. How was that? That's perfect. Thank you. Thank right, you. Fabulous. Now, can I get it somber? <sighs> I regret to inform you. Today, we're talking about test cards. I'm not great. I'm not great at somber. I shouldn't, like, give people bad news about loved ones because I'm going to laugh a little because it's like, it's so... It's, <laughs> it's hard a little to, funny. It, <laughs> Come on, it's a little funny. <laughs> uh, they're so nauseous. I mean, come on. It's kind of funny. <laughs> the way they're going up and down. Whoa. Um, yeah, Catherine, what are we talking about when we talk about a test card? It's like a little, a little thing that might say like, please stand by. And it's like, has circles and there's like different shades of black and white or maybe different colors. And it shows like, these are the edges of the screen. These are the top and bottom of the screen. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Uh... I feel like you've described a number of different test cards. Like, what what is the canonical one like? Uh, well, you didn't give me a like a. You didn't specify. Um, My apologies. But it's uh, the test pattern Indian head. It has a little Native American fellow. Okay, so like that that to me that's like very. I feel like I'm looking at something in a Wes Anderson movie when I look at this one. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, this one was not as familiar to me from, like, a uh, primary source, but it definitely is, like, a cultural artifact. Um, right. W- did you have a similar experience? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, I've only seen it, seen it from, like, Fallout. Right. Yeah, it's very 1950s. Um, 
And so I think we see it a lot associated with like, you know, old timey nuclear war movies or yeah, Americana, Americana, um, that kind of stuff. Can you describe it real quick? There's circles. Um, what are what circles? There's lines indicating the edges of the card, left, right, top, and bottom. Um, I believe what the little Native American head itself is doing is saying like, these are the whites and these are the darks. And here's the in-between stuff. Okay, so that's that's interesting. So my sense of it was... So this is for black and white TVs, right? And it's got a number of circles on it. Um, and uh, like you say, they're like, well, the circle should look circular if the TV is tuned correctly. Because we're talking about old analog TVs that, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of electrons being shot at a, a screen, right? And so like, I don't know, could, could, anything could happen. You have to calibrate the... the the, the thing receiving it has to know what the thing sending it meant. And so you have to, like, tune everything just so. So that's that's sort of sure. just the fundamental thing around all of these test cards. Um, and, yeah, they do things like like you say. Uh, my understanding of the Indian head... Um, a quick check here. Shouldn't we be saying Indian head? That's what it's called. But it is, it, it's sort of just a very st- stereotypical picture of, like, a Native American wearing a headdress. But, like, the... The, like, accepted name here is the Indian Head Test Card. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do with this. Do you have any ideas? I am going to say Native American. <laughs> All right. The Native American Head Test Card here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it is, it is an American company that, that brought us the, this test, this particular test pattern, right? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Do you know who invented this test card? I believe it came from RCA. Uh... Uh, looking real quick um yes 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 it did yep you're right um yeah which is an american company yeah so i don't have to say first nations head although it was also used by the uh cbc okay uh, okay yeah. so in that case it was a first nations person head yeah. but like were there were there folks with headdresses in canada i, I mean, don't I'm know sure. i don't know yeah I'm... i don't really have a strong understanding of native american history yeah, it's a shame. Well, you know, uh, uh, European settlers essentially stamped it out in a form of cultural genocide. Uh, and that's, um, you know. And literal genocide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both, both. Um, yeah, both things. And uh, so, yeah, so we're, we're all much the worse for it. But um, yeah. yeah, sure is fun to stand here on the shoulders of giants that are wading through all this blood for us. Oh, boy. Well, it's gross. I, I guess uh, to to kind of maybe even up the uh, up the tokenism of it um, and the the just boy the insensitivity um, we had uh, I my understanding of this uh, Native American head uh, in in this photo was essentially it was like okay so all these geographic symbols the big circle that needs to be circular all the angles that are measured off just so um, that's so you can tune it to match things however an experienced technician. If they look at uh, an, an image, just like an actual image that humans are good at recognizing, they could just glance at this um, picture of a Native American quickly and be like, yep, that's fine. Or hey, you just got to turn this knob a little. Um, and that was easier because it just it has so much more detail and it takes advantage of the human's ability to um, recognize, recognize patterns. Yeah. Um, faster than just geometric shapes, which uh, while a machine would be better at doing it or it'd be easier to follow a... Um, like a standard operating procedure in order to you know do it as a newbie if you were an experienced person then you could just nail it real quickly using that picture 
Um, did, did, does that sound familiar at all? I mean, I, I just didn't hear in looking into it. I didn't see any of the uh, gray, gray scale stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense to me. I would buy that. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that. That's the kind of old schooly one. Um, but have you ever seen any test card on a on like an actual TV in person? Oh, I'm trying to think. I feel like the emergency test pattern. I've seen that the color bars. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's not uh, the uh, what, what makes you call it the emergency test pattern. My understanding was that it's not uh, just because it says this is a test. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, okay. Huh. So for me, I see those as two separate things. Have you ever been just watching regular TV, like especially during the daytime, like a, a Price is Right or a Sally Jesse Raphael? Um, and then the well, <laughs> I was watching PBS at the time, but sure. <laughs> well, we each learn from independent sources. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've I've had the audio cut out all of a sudden, and then the the thing scroll across the side saying this is a test, and someone say this is a test, but that isn't with a test card also. Is that is that at all? I've I've seen both. Yes. Oh, seen both interesting. Uh, well, okay. So why don't we Maybe talk because about? Because I was watching like public that public access or publicly funding funded television. It was like, oh, we can totally we have more lateral or ability to be like, yeah, nope, we get everything because we're the government. We pay you. Yeah, well, and then also that maybe they just didn't have quite as much footage, which we'll talk about in a moment when we come back. Well, it started when the monoscope made the troops turn black and the mushroom clouds glow white. Through the monoscope, the flag seemed black, but the axis shone in bright. Mr. Sonoff was a good man, and as good men go, he sought to show his might. Mr. Sonoff had a big plan, took those fine-tuned hands to calibrate the light. In that day, I was only a zygote, I still remember dawn. I watched the pale blue colors on the side of the womb. With the closed caption on, with my hole projected, I came disconnected, fell right on out of the screen. And in a world of danger, the TV was stranger as a comic book. It's something between myself and everyone. Now my TV's got me. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about test cards, test patterns. My TV's got an Indian head. Um, that's a fun song. Uh, it's a fun song. Yeah. Um, so, right. So, so we talked about like, you might see the test pattern on, on your public access television. Um, and I think that's because, so these, these, as cultural artifacts, these test patterns used to be shown when the station signed off for the night because they were like, well, 10 PM. I think we're done broadcasting for the day. Cause like, you know, I mean, people were working hours, right? Like you, you had to be people at the studio. Go home. Right. There was before we had a rerun. Mm-hmm. Before we could show mama's family at 5 PM inexplicably. <laughs> What's mama's family? Oh, mama's family is an old sitcom that like, uh, it's just very like, uh, I don't know. I, I always found it like, wow. So this is what sitcoms were in the seventies, huh? All right. Sure. Uh, I guess they can't all be all in the family. Um, and even then I mean I don't know it, uh, all in the family made a lot of social commentary for its time mm, no that's true that's true and we were playing with the form still <sighs> yeah. yeah um so yeah so you used to put up the test cards because it's just like well might as well put something up and this way people can calibrate their TVs you know 
or in the off hours. Um, this gives we want to we want to allow people to calibrate at some point. May as well be now, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why I say maybe public access stations would do both at once because they're like, eh, let's knock them out. So what's the deal? Do we have a way? Or like, how come we don't have to recalibrate our televisions every day? Well, we moved to digital, which is one big thing. Um, you know, there's not like uh, uh, you're not receiving an analog anymore, and also the actual display technique isn't um, uh, like a cathode ray tube that's spraying at a screen. Um, what are we on now? Mostly LCDs, LEDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that stuff. I don't know how that stuff works. Do you okay. know? Mm, no. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I could make something up, but I don't want to make a fool of myself. Uh, well, a series of uh, rather small men. Um, you know, one one per cell. And women. And, that's true. Uh, ever since um, we started allowing uh, women on the front lines of the uh, television uh, interlacing battles, um, I think it's been a real boon for everything, for equality, and also, like, you know, the function is just working a lot better. So that's why we don't have to tune anymore. See, the problem was the little men in there would get lazy, they would get drunk, and it was sort of just, like, a really aggressive environment, like, where just, like, you know, all these fights would break out, it just got, like, really just, like, uptight, and then, uh... I think once we incorporated women sometime in the um, late 90s, uh, those TVs got a lot better at uh, calibrating. It's yeah. crazy to think that it's as late as the 90s. Right? Don't you think? Just crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, we're always we're always uh, moving forward. I think that that is one thing when I uh, when, when I worry at just how backwards the world seems to be sometimes it is actually sort of heartening to think back you know like and and actually think back 10 years not the fake 10 years that lives in my brain that i'm like oh yeah 10 years ago uh i don't know i was a child i was not a child 10 years ago Um, (laughs) you were an adult man (laughs) yeah um and so uh but so thinking back to what what still kind of even feels like the recent past and going like oh yeah we regularly said uh you know, whatever. Indian head test pattern. Um, that wasn't 10 years ago, but still. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's something so to there's that. that. Yeah. yeah, there's that at least. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice. It's nice that we don't have to recalibrate the TVs as much. Um, I like that part. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess uh, that some of it. So so when we moved to the, the color bar test pattern, um, that was part of the mechanization of the, the process. Uh so there was a time where literally, you know, at the end of the day, these studios or the, the, the stations would f- turn the camera to face this card and then walk away and like leave the camera on just transmitting all night. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, because I mean, how else would you do it? Right. I don't know. Um, well, I guess it's it's a little odd because like, <laughs> how do you because it's a calibration tool. And so, like, how do you know when you turn the camera back, it's going to still be calibrated correctly because the, cal- the camera moves? Uh, well, so the camera moves, but if you've got all the calibration set on the camera, if it's not doing uh, different, if it's not automatically changing its own things, like, like for instance, our modern uh, cell phone cameras will change focal depth, um, like, automatically, uh, and most point-and-shoot cameras do that as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what professional cameras are doing, but presumably at the time, you just be like, no, do exactly the thing I say. And that that's helpful. I guess there's there's a lighting issue. I imagine with it, you have to light it just so. But again, it's a standard, so you just set the standard. You know, well, buy a light like this and shine on it like this. 
Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. We actually did to to kind of work with that problem. Uh, we did for a while use uh, what's called a monoscope, which is essentially. I mean, do you have a sense of what a monoscope is? It's like um, it's a terrible TV. It's like a TV, but awful. Yeah. It's like a single, like my, I think the, mo- why they call it a monoscope is because the mono is like, it does one thing. It does exactly one thing. Um, basically, my understanding was that, well, it's a tube. It's like if you connected the camera to the picture and you just kind of smashed it into one thing and that's it. Right. And that's all it can yes. broadcast. That's all. Yeah. Um, but so like that, that was our progression, right? We went from literally pointing a camera at a card to, uh, using this monoscope where it's all kind of built in you just flip a switch and now it connects to the monoscope you're broadcasting i do love the pointing a camera at a card thing that's (laughs) just old-timey folksy charm yeah i i I can't remember i heard once that before they could do um those little uh like tv graphics where like in a sports uh broadcast they just show like the score and then like the clock and everything they would literally point a camera at a clock and just kind of have that like inlaid in the broadcast so mm-hmm. I, I would like to I'd like to confirm that at some point. <laughs> Listeners, please let me know if you know if this is true, because I love the charm of like uh, a 1960s hockey broadcast that also just has like a room with a, an old time school clock and the camera's mm-hmm. pointing at it. Cyclopediabrunch at gmail.com or on Twitter at who likes brunch there or, you know, Facebook, whatever. Oh, Facebook. Uh <laughs> We love it. Come talk to us. Just 10 years ago, we basically didn't use Facebook. Huh. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. 2007 would have been, um, like, kind of a... Uh... year I got Facebook. Yeah, it, it was no, around... 2006 would have been the year. No, 2007. Uh, I got an 06. Uh, and then, what, 05? It, it was not a, a phenomenon, right? Like, at that point, it was still weird for your parents to have Facebook, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, anyway, Facebook uh but it felt ubiquitous among my peers yeah it was very hot at the time i remember uh i I remember the poking the (sighs) social dynamics behind poking oh boy yeah all that poking i guess it was it was something i don't know i guess it was still better than myspace right myspace had that like uh you had a a list an ordered list of your best friends i don't need that oh boy i don't need that in my life that's absolutely trouble yeah ugh Anyway, uh, well, we're exhausted by social media, but uh, but we love test cards. This is this is the level I'm working at right now. It's all a bit too much. I would like a standardized thing where I know what to expect. There's a single tone and a single image, and we know what it is. Do you think we get like a social contract test card? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, it's like a like these are the bounds of like if you're if you're above this good of a person then you're suspiciously good if you're below this bad of a person then we're like we don't really want to spend time with you. Mm. I mean I think that's like what socialization is, right? It's like learning to work with inside the social uh, contract test So card. you're saying we're constantly being calibrated. I think that's I think that's exactly it. Or we're not and people don't like us. Um That also seems likely. Yeah. yeah. And uh well, hey buddy, I like you. Ah, uh, well, I like you too. And you know who else I like? The listeners the listener? for continuing to listen to this episode on oh, test cards. Back in a moment. Just And Encyclopedia Brunch. My TV's got
and we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about test cards, standardizing ourselves, making us, making it so that what we see inside of us, others can see inside of us. We must calibrate. I'm actually very intrigued by this social contract calibration idea. I actually think that that's like a real struggle, right? It's like uh, to figure out like, what's going on with everyone else? Are they getting what I'm getting? What are we doing yeah, here? Yeah. 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 I really wish I could just run through like a quick tunnel or something and then like get some stats back. Mm. I'm like, where am I in the distribution? Right. Huh. There, can you think of a way we could turn this into a card? Just like a card you can carry around or point a camera at? Maybe like a Cosmo quiz? Yeah, that's exactly what we need. <laughs> uh, like a like a real like which which sex in the city character are you? That's going to be our calibration. Right. Uh... Hmm. Well, now I'm interested. Okay. I'm on board with this. I think, uh, I think the Cosmo quiz or the which Harry Potter character are you? Uh, these are social calibration cards. How do you do with everyone else? Oh, no, I found it. I found it. The Cosmo test card? Uh, yeah, we're going to take a Cosmo quiz together and it's going to tell us our social calibration. Excellent. I'm ready when you uh, are. Let's see here. All right. Um, the quiz, do you want me to tell you the name of the quiz beforehand or do you want to find that out afterwards? Uh, I want to find out afterwards. Okay. I like to go in fresh. Uh, Let's Mad Libs this thing. Okay. It's 15 questions. Uh-huh. Hopefully the, none of these questions spoil what the quiz is. Uh, choose a color, black or gray. Gray. Uh, choose another color, mauve, mauve or green. Uh, mauve. Move. Hova. Are you funny? Yes. Gosh, that that's that's oh. that is an unpleasant thing you made me say on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's part of social calibration. Fair enough. We, we gotta go through it. It can be a little painful, but yeah. <laughs> uh no, this is a shame. It's a picture one. So I guess am I gonna describe these shoes to you? I, I mean why don't you fill in a few that like seem about right for me uh and then we'll kind of move this along okay well the question is uh, which shoes would you rather wear and there's some sh- like shorter heels that with that are strappy and then there's some taller heels that are much strappier i'm gonna go for the taller strappier ones okay um are you left-handed or right-handed i'm right-handed uh let's see here uh choose a drink coffee black or coffee with a splash of milk uh splash of milk it's t- it's rough on my tummy the black coffee oh sure yeah, yeah definitely um let's see when you grow up do you want to be a fashion designer or an actress fashion designer right yeah oh, um, i can't believe i let my dreams of being an actress die <sighs> <laughs> it's one or the other <laughs> mm, rough stuff do you like having your picture taken uh no well I think I like I like having my picture taken. I don't like having pictures of me. I like the attention, okay. I think, is what it is. Interesting. Okay, so let me actually read you what the answers are. So maybe that'll cha- that'll give you some insight. Um, answer one, it's not my favorite thing. Or answer two, I'll pause for a selfie from time to time. Uh, uh, I'll pause for a selfie, I guess. I'm trying to like just kind of okay. go off the go go for my gut here. Right. I like I love it. I love it. Um, how often do you change your hairstyle? Uh, almost never. <laughs> once? I might have done it my once. Hairsty- my hairstyle hasn't si- changed since sophomore year of college. Yes. 
That's not uh, true. It was very shaggy sophomore year of college. Then it was short for a while. It happens to be shaggy again. <laughs> Circle of life, man. Circle of life. Mm. Train keeps rolling. Uh, this one is maybe the expert level question on the quiz. Okay. Uh, both of these are to die for internships. Who would you rather work for? Zach Posehn or Annie Leibovitz? Do you know who either of those people are? Because I do not. Annie Leibovitz is a uh, famous photographer. Um, I keep, oh, okay. I keep wanting to think she's the one who does the pictures of the babies wearing costumes. <laughs> but I think that's like Anne Getty, I want to say, or something. Annie Leibovitz is like actually a famous photographer <laughs> who like does very artful portraits. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. And as far as we know, her alter ego, she does uh, pictures of babies in costumes. Her alter ego. <laughs> Yeah. Zach Posehn. I don't know who Zach Posehn is. <laughs> I'm picturing a mixture between uh, Brian Posehn and Zach from Saved by the Zach Bell. Zach Snyder. <laughs> Visionary director Zach Snyder. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to guess that's an Annie Leibovitz vote? Yeah, yeah, because I know who she is. Okay. Um, let's see here. Are you likely to forget your mom's birthday or your eight month anniversary with? This next word I'm not familiar with. B A Y, bye, bye. I think it's B A E. I think it's like a German chemical company. Um, no, I would never. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I would never forget uh, my anniversary with uh, the various industrial concerns that I'm associated with. <laughs> uh, okay, my memory is like that of a dolphin. Uh, I don't know what that be means. Be honest. Why would I know what that I'm means? I'm really excited to. Wait, revealed to you. Let's let's hang on. Are dolphins good memorizers? What is that? It's unclear. This is actually a pretty good internet quiz. <laughs> it's like I, uh, I can handle temperatures just like a, a grizzly bear, and you're like, I can grizzly bears handle? Te- what are you? Are they I, good? I don't know. It could be true. It yeah. seems like it. I guess it feels a little true. Yeah, it gets quite cold. I mean. Are we counting hibernation or not? I I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Tim, I'm so excited to reveal to you what the quiz you're taking. <laughs> okay. Right, we... Other than the social calibration quiz. Um, what kind of cheese would you be? American cheese or baked brie? Uh, baked brie. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Love a baked brie. Yeah, that's tasty. I can't believe those are the only options, though. It just feels like, well, you could be not actually cheese. I guess I was picturing a craft single, but... They're, American cheese itself is cheese. I just don't love it. Uh, uh, it's not the best cheese. Yeah. but uh, Or like what I consider a very fancy thing, a baked brie. Mm, you think there'd delicious. be some middle range, you know, just like a nice manchego or something. This is a binary quiz. Oh, man. Go on. Go on. I'll continue okay, forcing myself into this. Are you a good dancer? Uh, Yes. Yes, put me on so you think you can dance because I can. <laughs> no, put me on so you think I can dance because I'll be a fun outtake. <laughs> uh, and besides Michelle, which Full House character is your ultimate fave? Hold Options up. Options are Danny or Uncle Jesse. Is the besides Michelle have something to do with what this quiz actually is? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> what are my options again? Uh, Danny Tanner or uh-huh. Uncle Jesse? Uh, have mercy. Give me some of that Uncle Jesse. John Stamos oh, for the win. 
All righty. What do you see yourself doing in two to five years? And the last question of this quiz. Uh, Option one, married to the love of my life. mm. Option two, maybe dating here and there, but more importantly, living my life like a true queen. Those are the options. Yeah. You seem like a queen to me. Is there like a cat lady option here? Like... I like that it included maybe dating here or there, but there's not a like, I have no interest in this. <laughs> All right. True queen. Yeah, there it is. Congratulations on the social calibration scale. You are Mary Kate. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like me. Huh? Uh, from the quiz, are you Mary Kate or Ashley Olsen? I don't know anything about these people. This also feels very like grizzly bear temperature, memory of a dolphin. Like, I think so. I think we just took a, a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, I suppose we did. Well, good for us. Yeah. Another big win. Yes. I'm the Mary Kate of the group. Gotta say, the Cosmo quizzes are getting better. Yeah, not bad. Um, well, I don't know. Now that we've gotten that, does that make you the Ashley? I don't know. Let's take it again. No, no let's fine. not. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that makes me John Stamos. Yeah, I could see that. You're a real. Uh, you've got long hair. Um, you're in a I rock was on band. On an episode of Law and Order. You're right. Uh, you sell where yogurt. I did it. What? Well, of course you did it. I mean, like, all right. Who's the most famous person who's not in the regular cast? They did it. Well, I didn't recognize him as John Stamos, so it was a big surprise to me. He plays this crazy psychopath with a compulsion that I immediately Googled after I watched the episode and then found out that it's not a real thing, in which he uh, punctures holes in his condoms in order to get women pregnant on purpose, and then he abandons them so that he can spread his seed as much as possible. You know, this puncture hole in condom thing is such a, like, trope of uh, TV, and yet I, like... People out there doing that? That's so ugh. <laughs> it's sketchy. I yeah. don't understand. I've seen this on like multiple TV shows where it's like, oh, they were poking holes in the condoms. Is it like a razor blade and apple thing, or is it for real? Like, is is, is this like a regular technique people do? I just I, this is the, okay. Here it is. This is the you real. Seem real anxious. You seem really anxious right now. This is why I like to have a complete, uh, a complete tracking system for my condoms, all the way from beginning to uh-huh. end. Like, I gotta see it all. I gotta. I need all that documentation. You want to see the like the sign off of like when it was handed from one person to mm-hmm. the next. Which uh, which agent with uh, the suitcase full of condoms handcuffed to his wrist uh, went through which airport, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Well, I only buy Swiss condoms. I mean, <laughs> come on. What am I, crazy? Uh, so, uh, Take their chances. I mean, so speaking of, though, I feel like the actual social calibration uh, test card that we have is uh, it's it's like the DSM, right? It's it's the uh, the diagnosis... Not, Diagnostic and Statistics Manual, I believe, is what it stands for. But it's it's the big list of, like, things that can be outside the norm in uh, a person's brain. Right? Yes. Does that, that's, that, that's like a calibration thing, right? And that's our, that's our best way of being like, uh, you know, like an experienced uh, psychiatrist can be like, 
oh yeah that's that's a native american head you seem fine like i've seen this before you're just struggling with some things right now versus like you can like work through the calvin well you do have the following five things and while they are arbitrary and we're really not okay, sure about it and if that's really true then why do i feel like a super weirdo all the time uh, but my therapist says that i'm totally normal and fine and i'm fine and i should really stop saying these things about myself uh, different calibration card <laughs> I, uh, should i be concerned that my therapist has never said that because that's really what i want like i realized that like really what i want my therapist to be is someone who just tells me to say you're normal? totally right does it does that you're look right. like a circle to you is that does that work like i don't even want to be right i just want to know like what is everyone else doing with this what are what are you seeing that i'm you know like so I think really what we're asking for is like a tighter calibration curve. I think, yeah, I need a tighter one, maybe a little more information. Maybe. We want the Six Sigma social calibration. <laughs> well, so can I can I tell you uh, here in the waning moments in the twilight of our episode on, on test, mm. uh, test pattern cards, um, mm. what's up with all those bars and colors? Yeah, sure. Hit me. So this is this is the goal is to get a tighter calibration. And the idea is instead of having a technician look at it and twist some knobs and do their best, you can actually um, standardize the whole thing. And to do that, um, they created the standard around bars. And so they are, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bars going across. They all represent uh, very different colors. And uh, that takes up 75% of the screen. Those are at 75% uh intensity and then the little like off color things beneath that are at 100 percent intensity um to create like okay what's more color versus less color and then you do a bunch of grayscale stuff underneath that to just be like how dark is this like wh what are we calling what level of signal are we calling black black and what level of signal are we calling pretty black like how does the tv figure that out so that's okay. that's all like, okay, you can look at that and that sort of makes sense. And visually you you might have a sense of it. But the real reason that those are all done is so that machines can read it. Um something called a vector scope is actually like the output of one of these test patterns. Um are you familiar with an oscilloscope? Mm-hmm. So an oscilloscope plots uh signal intensity versus time. So like if you were listening to this podcast and running it through an oscilloscope, it would like uh, show a little green line that bumps up and down when we get louder and quieter. Um, and then it would sort of like move along, right? Does that does that work for you? Right. What yes. a vector scope does is it gets rid of that time aspect and it plots it against another signal. So uh, TV has a lot more signal than, than just audio does. So basically you pick two different kind of color things and you plot them against each other in real time. And in these test patterns... Um, for a given standard, it'll make a certain shape. So uh, what the vectorscope does is basically it makes two hourglasses next to each other, kind of in a fun, almost houndstoothy pattern for the color bars. And that's how you know that your color bars are right. So um, there's like certain spots on the vectorscope that it's supposed to hit. And when it hits those spots, you know, you did it right. And so you can kind of tune it until uh, those are getting there. So we've abstracted it into this way uh, where it's like, oh, instead of just being like, oh, is that circle look circular? You can be like, run through this particular different way of looking at this light. Does it does it work? Um, so that's that's how we tighten it up. So it seems to me what we're really looking for is a vector scope for our lived experience. Yes. All right. Any ideas? Um. 
Well, see you next week. Until then, that's Catherine Kogan over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Goodbye. Woo-hoo.